Welcome to this Centrum podcast. For more podcasts or to join Centrum programs building creativity in community, visit us at centrum.org. I'm George Marie, the program manager for writing at Centrum. Since 1974, Centrum has presented a vibrant lecture and reading series at the Port Townsend Writers' Conference at Fort Worden State Park in Port Townsend, Washington, the traditional lands and waters for the Coast Salish people. Vital to our mission to strengthen our literary craft and our community, to connect with each other across vast distances and from around the world, we offer this archival collection of recordings, beginning from the inception of the Writers' Conference to today. Please enjoy. Welcome to Readings and Lectures from the Port Townsend Writers' Conference. This reading, from the 1977 conference, features Bill Ransom. Learn more about the Port Townsend Writers' Conference and listen to more readings and lectures at centrum.org. Puyallup River. Visions trip me up. A clumsy dog snorts in the fog, pads like a (laughs) walrus on patrol. Now she is out of focus, (laughs) and I am behind my vision on a river with no dog. The trees here are many years shorter. The gunny sack that I used to carry swells with a man's weight of traps, scarred salmon, and muskrat hides. I stand and watch myself, dull, nearsighted trudge. I shoulder the sack up there by the bend, wipe my nose on my crusty sleeve, slip into the dark at the edge of the trees. The dog licks my hand and the river runs older. Tears are stones in this singing water and a strange swamp thickness glows through that soft old river in my bones. <clears throat> I had, uh, I've had a wonderful summer in Great Falls. <laughs> Working with the loonies. These guys are certified. You guys are just amateurs. It's too bad Philip isn't here. (laughs) Uh, They like religious poems. (laughs) The center. And uh, Pilate says, what is truth? A talking skull on the tip of a spear faces west, shrieks through the night like a cut hog. If they do these things in a green tree, what shall they do in a dry? Its one-eyed dog sleeps underneath, licks the sores of any beggar. These two and a cracked lamp keep watch in the square. We are shadows in our own homes and flicker like black tongues behind the planks of our high doors. If they do these things in a green tree, what shall they do in a dry? There are no children here. The smooth path around the skull wears deeper every year. The sand in the center grows redder. We would leave, but there are so few of us, and the distance from the center is so great.
Where is Philip when you need him? <laughs> Since uh, most everybody here is acquainted, I wanted to read uh, more new things than anything else. Not new, I mean, like yesterday, but new, like since last year. <clears throat> it's been a light year for poems. This is called Morning Lesson for Sheepdog Pup after Hanshan. This is a smoke. It passes time. They call that wind, pup. It snatches up teeth on its way to the coast. Don't let it startle you. It knows us here. Sometimes it's all there is between lovers besides night, the new moon, and time. This is called patience. If you practice well, you live and get old, and your children drag in bones for you. Those yowling down the drive, they're humans. Listen, you have much yet to teach them. Oh, great. It rained on this one. <laughs> this is a winter kill for Harry McCool. Across the fence, one winter rose, yellow and tall in moon's bare garden at midnight. The smell of opened up game shivers around me. One of these days I'll drop out here, limp as the neck of a dead goose, whiskey pissing under dreams in a half-black moon. How easy to die snarled in beauty, dizzy, some native presumption steaming my soil. Harry's a pretty good killer. <laughs> Meat cutter. <laughs> He's got a lot of style. This is called The Survivor, and it has an epigram from a poem by Leslie Silk, or a story by Leslie Silco. The story is called Yellow Woman, and it's in a collection called uh, huh, The Man to Send Rain Clouds. And she says, Someday they will talk about us. And they will say, those two lived long ago when things like that happened. Behind your mirror, the hard edge of legend touches and stiffens the corners of your mouth. Think yes. This is age, the long-faced company of bitter winters, the sweet dried berries that you hold uneaten until the tired sweats of your body melt them down to stain. Press them gently to your cheeks, Draw one faint line across your shivering chin. This once your hand is a stranger. You stare at those small blue rivers between fingers. In some distant winter you sit, alone and painted, mystified by hands and old stains. Those sleeping bushes scattered on the hillsides, they dream your secret story. <clears throat> uh, one thing about the poetry business, it gives you a chance to see the world. <laughs> uh, 
they're going to put the, the endowment, I ought to put that on a poster. <laughs> recruiting poster. Right Want you, right? <laughs> I think it'd go. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you don't get very far out. Well, this is called Letter from the Road, and it has an epigram from a, an obscure uh, southwestern poet called Sam Hamill, in which he says, uh, there's no rehearsal for the highway. After winding through the Wasatch Range, I pull up at Bear River for a breather. <clears throat> Late fall, and the Utah sun still fingers one old brown hunkered deep in a deep pool. I should compare that trout to my life, to God, to the woman I love. That's poetry. No, it's a lie. God manages well without me, apparently, and the woman I love, though wily, strong, and sleek as a dream, is no fish, is not deceived. But I forget where I am. I pulled over here to disappear, to leave behind my one change of clothes, my maps, and my car, to slip into the hills where rock meets rock and death means one more sigh inside the wind. As I bend to drink, these rocks beside me whisper, no, no, not yet, and everything near me lies still. Sunset reddens a Kennecott sky and the brown nuzzles nymphs from the bottom. I look back at the car, think about the turns that love will take and that long drive unraveling the highway home. <clears throat> Nothing like riding for about 18 hours to clear your throat. <clears throat> All those construction areas are right there. <laughs> Map of the last long night. This way out of town. Wrap your bag of clothes and your one torn photo inside your coat. A black hiss of rain darkens that glint of light up the road. No cars, no subtle shuffle of boots behind you. This rumble around your eyes, this sudden crunch of morning up ahead, marks not so much the end of blister and stone as the beginning. Up uh, sort of north-central Montana is a little town called Conrad, and uh, I went there on a tour last fall. It's a strange little town. They put me up in a hotel <clears throat> called... Uh, the Lux. Those of you that know Latin, I know, you know, the light. <laughs> and boy, were they wrong. It was anything for 550 a, a night, you know, is not the Lux. But I was thinking at that time of uh, that section from Cannell's <clears throat> Book of Nightmare, The Hotel of Lost Light. And I got to thinking, you know, boy, that must have been where he was. So this is the Hotel of Lost Light, Conrad, Montana. A low moan rises in the north, 
The lipless scream of a black wind whips the trees into masks of strangers twisted in their leaves. This is the place we're all blown to when we slip our hold and spin in one last long fall, brittle as death. The old wolf slinks from my hands and hair, a private musk that wind and road and wheezing rooms drive deep as childhood nights into memory, gray, the only life we own. Eye of the Storm. Consider this a night on the mountain. Words are stars. They and the dark that feeds them are the only guide we know. We're lucky as lovers to see them tonight. When weather's this bad, you hole up out of some unformed habit and sleep and count on a steady diet of wind. The frail light of our bodies holds. From somewhere deep under our backs, the slow reassurance of rock presses old as dreams into bone and blood of bone. As we press back, feel these waves that we raise close around us like heartbeats, arms, or long nights alone. I was in New York this past winter and was talking to someone and discovered that all of Auden's belongings were thrown out on the street. All of his books and papers and everything that he owned because his apartment rent hadn't been paid for two months after he died. And there was no will and no, no arrangement made to protect those things. So the landlord threw all of his stuff on the sidewalk and people could come and, and take it all away. So we were talking uh, at this particular meeting about how writers could you know, be made aware of protecting their things and maybe protecting each other from, from letting that sort of thing happen because much of the stuff was just, uh, it just disappeared. Uh, so I wrote up a will. This is in case of my death. Oh, by the way, uh, at the time that I wrote this, I was under, no, I'm still right. You can be cremated in this state, and because of a new law, uh, you don't have to be interred somewhere. You know, The funeral folks had a little game going, so that you, a lot of people thought if they got cremated it would be cheaper, but then it turned out you, you had to put your stuff in a niche anyway and pay for that. So, But finally the law got wise and said, no, you can, you can take them home if you want to take them home. Just don't scatter them. You know? So it's something like a $250 fine if you're caught scattering ashes. But uh, <laughs> I figure it's cheap, you know, <laughs> even if you get caught. So I guess that has something to do with this. I didn't know that not everybody uh, knew that. In case of my death, burn me. Pay the fine, stand aside, and sift me through wind. Wish I could see myself flaked down over ferns and moss, backs of beetles and crumbling rock. I never looked better. Remember my eyes to the sun, my daughter, older tight as earth. Look up these certain women. Be discreet as the blush I never had. It's all right. 
Their touch, like me, is gone. Love tries many masks, wears one face. A mouthful of ash and dust in the corners, that's what I own. Gather up my stories and poems, then peddle them as best you can. If you're my wife, sorry, I hoard no secret wealth. <laughs> that same visit uh, to New York, <clears throat> I hung out in this little bar across the street from the hotel. And my first night uh, in town, I went over there and there was uh, the Killer Bees special was on the bar TV. And that was too good to pass up. Good old sensational journalism. And in the, uh, I was watching that and I became aware of the fact that in the booth next to me, two people are hysterical, you know. And take, took me a while to catch on because I was so used to sort of the whole city being hysterical. I wasn't used to it being that specific. And this woman was crying and carrying on and using up a lot of Kleenex. <clears throat> and uh, this guy that was sort of in a halfway way trying to comfort her was, uh, became obvious was a cop who was then off duty and they had had some business earlier in the day. Uh, and so as the evening went on and, this, and their arguing and carrying on got louder, I found out more and more about him. This is Alfonso's New York City. The off-duty cop mumbles secondal shotguns and scattered bones to the whore in the next booth. She cries for Rachel, who couldn't walk all night, whose last breath lost itself in the cop's hot throat and rattled past them into some far morning, into some blossom, down a dark foreign alley, mapped only in the minds of the dead. You gotta get off the streets. She swallows all the fast talk on this block behind her Kleenex, beneath the gray that was Rachel cooling on the bed upstairs. Killer bees swarm the TV over the bar and the cop lurches back outside. She catches my eyes creeping across the mirror like flies. You busy? <clears throat> nope. The whiskey ices my palms. I ain't rich either. She tosses her drink back, slams it down hard. Words are cheap, buster, and gone. Rachel's perfume and that dead pimp's brains scatter down the sidewalk behind her. <clears throat> Last spring I was in Rosebud, which is all right. Uh, and in this poem there's a reference to Hishma Man, who was the Sioux equivalent of Bigfoot. Henry Crowdog and his family are popular medicine people and fairly political people in Rosebud in Sioux affairs. <clears throat> his son's in jail right now. Uh, what else in here? And it, oh, the, it's the Crowdog place that the illegal Sundance is held every summer, <laughs> among other things. This is leaving Rosebud. A uh, uh, <laughs> number of reasons. The dance itself is illegal because it involves self-mutilation, and that's not right. 
You're not supposed to want to do things like that to yourself, whether it's good for you or not. But the main reason is that the tangent activity that goes on with it. Um, a lot of peyote and drinking. And uh, really, you know, a good time. You just got to clamp down on those good times. <laughs> so uh, they have it anyway. Nobody wants to go out there when, when it's going on and tell them, no, you can't do it. <laughs> Leaving Rosebud. Out past Henry Crowdog's place, a new grave scars the hillside, and at night someone big squeezes shadows out of stone. Hishma man, you say, was something like a deer slung across his shoulder. It was not killing on his mind that night. He came for you, deep in your bedroll, settled for deer warm on his neck. When you ride his arm into the beginning of land and stars and dreams, you ride alone. He'll be back. And again this summer, eagles circle the crow dog place while beneath their tightening shadows, Sundance. There's a phenomenon that occurs there that I forgot about, that eagles only come to that place during the Sundance every year, and if there is no Sundance, the eagles don't show. Where are we? place. When the cold, damp breast of death settles over your face and the must of her moldy down stoppers your lungs, clutch her so close she shrieks her way off, startled, only the thought of you filling her claw. Then get out and live the one good dream that you've hidden jammed somewhere between your eyes and the bottom of your pillow. The night has nothing to do with this. There is one place, hitchhike there if you have to, beg, but get moving, you know where it is. And when you get there, feel the center lift out of you and billow out into the day, a long, easy sigh. This time her breast is warm and the sweet smell of her fills you up, up to her and gone. in the greenhouse. I grow so well in your hands, framed in the light of your sure touch. We water each other with that good rain. And now, time alone and hot, sweating out love in one maverick burst of sun. I like uh, odd things a lot of natural history stuff and physics and sooner or later they'd all sort of come together someplace and so they did here a lot of things interest me like black holes you know where do they go <laughs> and where are they going to take us when we finally get sucked in uh, the fact that nothing here is really here it's simply a motion remembering to move within certain parameters, you know, so that these things are all 
really little tiny almost things just moving so fast that we can't see anything but a blur and that blur somehow arranges itself so that we can't even push through it or bite through it uh, and it's colored the same from second to second which is convenient uh, remembers what color to be you know. I think the world is pretty good at what it does <laughs> for the most part it's got a lot going for it you know pretty busy <clears throat> so I was thinking about all that and this is called sitting home rain and rain again this dismal drench grows nothing but distance a pair of ravens honks in circles acting out the tightening dreams of heron or gull and what are we to curious shadows listening in the night Alder and willow yellow early this year. Nighthawks lose out to winter, and somewhere out there at least one black hole motions, come here, come here, to us, the alders, the nighthawks, and all these fragments of light and shimmer that we call now. Breathe deep this damp distance, this speeding blackness that holds us without touching together. Two more. We can handle two. This is a conversation for all those talks never had. Owls in these hills own the words. Trees up and down the gulch, thistles, iris, and wild rose wait out the centuries with baskets of words under their petals and leaves. They pray for the miracle of lips and mouths and tongues. Distance glistens from the damp corners of your eyes, and all those words I've saved so well steal from me and hide far and wide in the night. Now with all the ages of darkness shouting between us, even the oldest star is not telling anything it knows. This is a fairly new uh, postcard to a friend that was never sent. Uh, it's called Postcard Home. Nighthawks funnel their mouths like small moons across the evening. If you heard them, you would stop the unstudied wave of your hand, that thoughtful half-pout of lips, <clears throat> the touch of match to cigarette, and think of me, oh, the white, night-blooming truth. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this Centrum podcast. The program manager for writing at Centrum is George Marie. Centrum's executive director is Robert Berman. Centrum podcasts are produced by Taven Dotson, Owen Rowe, and Holly Miller. Our executive producer is Joe Gillard. With gratitude and respect, 
we acknowledge that we broadcast from the traditional lands of the Coast Salish peoples, from the place known by the Sklalem people as Katai, and today called Port Townsend, Washington. Centrum programs are based at Fort Warden State Park in Port Townsend. Centrum was founded in 1973 to foster creative arts experiences that change lives and is dedicated to building a world of greater inclusion through the arts. Other Centrum podcasts include music from the Centrum archives, artists in residence, and interviews with teaching artists. To subscribe to any of our podcasts or to support or participate in Centrum programs, visit our website at centrum.org. Thank you for listening. This podcast is copyright 2020 Centrum Foundation.